This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brother. Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I'm your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me tonight, Worshipful Brother Joe. Right Worshipful Brother Mike. And we are here with Right Worshipful Brother Mike <laughs> Adams, the District Deputy of the Grand Lodge of the State of Connecticut, Ancient Free and Accepted Masons. Thank you, Joe. Of the Grand Lodge of the State of Connecticut for District 3B. He is our District Deputy down here. Uh, Marty was the North. He was the Jon Snow of the North, so... <laughs> You're down here in the south. So uh, tonight, we're going to be uh, doing some stuff. We're gonna First, I'm going to interview you, and we're going to talk about your Masonic career and where you are and where you're going, things about Freemasonry, and then we're going to get on YouTube, and we're going to start heckling some people. <laughs> Sounds good. That's what I like to that's do. That's what we do. That's what I like to do. So uh, let's start it up. Uh, you are the district deputy for us, and you're up here. You were supposed to come last week. So, Marty got a jump on you. He's already one point ahead. So, did you hear that whole conversation, though, what we're planning on doing? That you were going to put us together. Put you together. And you're going to do the Battle of the Deputies. Battle of the District Deputies. And then our AGMs were were the ones that were going to get zapped. Correct. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, uh, I think you can signs and summons him. I I just, hey. (laughs) I could. (laughs) All right. Quick things. Uh, I just did a Patreon episode. If you're interested in that, hop on... uh, you can go to uh, Patreon, and you can sign up to become a Patreon member, and we have all kinds of uh, episodes up there. I just did Morals and Dogma, a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing on that. So, Joe. Yes. We're over 700 likes. We are over 700. Yes, wow. we are. We're at 712. Does that mean we have to get our Puppet George tattoos? Is that what we agreed on? So uh, I'm going to start from 700 because prior to this, we had a 300 and some odd people magically just like this, just out of nowhere. Not magically, but we did our whole move campaign and uh, we had a lot of things. So I'm going to start off at Mr. 700 uh, for new likes. Jeremy Mathis, Mr. 700, Neil Ford, Kevin Tate, Tom Berland, Thomas J. Brotherton III, Roberto Medrano. 
Cody Tharp, sorry if I butcher your name, Heldion Tarty, Jeremy Rixey, Joe Davis. So uh, those are our new likes. So let's toast them. Let's toast. With, uh, what do you got? What's the stuff you brought here now? Uh, Master Distiller number five. Awesome. All right. Brethren, right hand to arms. To arms. Arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire. Good fire. Fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Very nice. Not bad for my first one. Have you done one at Table Lodge before? Table Lodge ones are totally different, though. Totally different. Uh, Not completely, but... All right. We actually... uh, Joe, are you in the page or no? Because we had a new recommendation. Mm-hmm. Give me a moment. Here we go. Got and you. it's actually a female. I'll take a little bit more of that, if you wouldn't mind charging the cannon. And it's by Paula H. Hensley. Recommends the Freemasons podcast. This is on Facebook. Uh, you are awesome. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Joe? Meh. Mez a mess. <laughs> I would love to hear you guys talk more about different Masonic families. Are different from country? Are they different from country to country? For example, how are the Masons in Brazil or Filipinas different from the Americans? I'm sorry. Did what you say, Filipinas? He said Filipinas. <laughs> okay. Filipinas. <laughs> no, she wrote Filipinas. Right? How else would you say that? Come on now. How would you? Uh, okay, I'm going to spell it for everybody so everybody doesn't think I'm an idiot. Okay. F-I-L-I-P-I-N-A-S. How would you say that? Just say it to yourself. Filipinas. Thank you. Filipinas. You said Filipinas. You said Filipinas. I said Filipinas. No, you didn't. (laughs) You said Filipinas. You said Filipinas. You You know, prior to him coming up here, we talked about this, how we're going to gang up on him. It's Rupatope, man. It's Rupatope. Go with it. You you hung yourself on that one, man. I did. All right. But anyway, in all seriousness... uh, I want to thank, uh, as soon as I can get into my phone, because it locked me out, Paula H. Hensley for uh, the recommendation, and we will certainly cover that at some point. So, uh, actually, uh, Brother Joe. Yes, sir. Lead us. Lead us in the charge. Right hand to arms. 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 Ready. Ready. Aim. 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 Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Awesome. We got one more to do, and then we'll uh, we'll be done with our toasts. I got one more. If I missed anybody, call me out on it. Say hey, you suck. Pay attention, <laughs> and uh, I most certainly will uh, will point it out. All right. So, looking for a soundboard here. I would like to propose a toast to our right Warshall district deputy for coming on up here and playing with us hooligans tonight. So uh, I'd like to toast you. So Thank you. to right Warshall Mike Adams, right hand arms, to arms, ready, ready, ready. Aim. aim, aim, fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brothers. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Pleasure to have you up here. I'm glad you decided to come play with us because we're gonna have some fun tonight. This one, uh, play I, with my hot spot. Uh, we have 
two troublemakers up here. His hotspot and your Filipinas. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your Filipinas away from my hotspot. Let me tell you. My hotspot's spoken for. Oh, God. <laughs> Clay, Clay Jenkins had put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Filipinas. <laughs> I didn't think I said Filipinas. You said Filipinas. Maybe yeah, I just yeah. slurred it. Whatever. Yeah, it sounds like Filipinas. All right, all right. I got to lose the hat. I'm sweating. Got to mess up my... I got to fix my three strands. <laughs> it's too easy. I'm just going to let it yeah, go. Yeah, I took it from you. I didn't want you to have it. Oh, my God. Toasting... Uh, Greg Schultz. Toasting likes Filipinas in the DD... Where is this podcast heading? <laughs> Straight to hell. I can tell. <laughs> Straight to my hot spot. Oh, God. Here oh, we go. Boy. What? All right. So, we're going to start off with this. Uh, right Warshall Mike Adams. We started this. We started to get into it. And then our live food went crap up. So, uh, I want to hear. We wanna, I'm going to ask you about your what got you into Freemasonry. Who got you into Freemasonry uh, if you your background on it basically what did you know about it well, when i first started I, I didn't really know too much about it i know i did a lot of uh charity work mm-hmm. i was very interested in that so uh, i did a little background check on the internet and then uh talking with uh al rollinson who was who's the treasurer over at uh, shepherd's hill the lodge that i'm at my own lodge and uh he got me involved and i pretty much stopped looking at the internet after that mm-hmm. went through my degrees it was great had a great time meeting all new uh, new guys with like minds, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to do the same thing, and uh, started my career going in through the chairs, starting at the, the steward's chair. Mm-hmm. Who was your voucher? Who was, was it Al Rollinson? He was the yeah, one it was you? Al Rollinson and uh, Steve, Stephen Nevins. Right. And uh, I assume same type of thing, came out to your house, met you, met the family, did yeah. the investigation, all that? I had... Uh, Stephen Nevins, uh, Bert Hughes, and Dave Hughes. Ah. And, uh, yeah, they showed up right after I got after work. I was in shorts and a T-shirt, and they show up in suits. And, you know, the Hughes brothers, they're six <laughs> feet tall. It's like, man, what am I getting into now? So If you see me laugh, it's not because <laughs> of what you're saying sometimes. It's it's what I'm reading, uh, Greg That's Schultz. Okay. You can laugh at me. That's fine. No, no, no. Uh, f- Greg That's Schultz, and this is what I'm talking about, the Bash brothers or the <laughs> Hanson brothers, whatever you call them. A Filipinus in the hot spot will lead to a brother or sister for Puppet George. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw my response, right? <laughs> I have not yet, and I'm scared uh, to even look at it. All right, so uh, in a rash, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, you you um, you get investigated, you get into the lodge. You're about to take your first degree, and they tell you to perform. Or what's going through your mind? Your first degree. The first degree, we go in there and uh, have dinner and all that. And Chip was there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chip Schofield, and uh, we go up, and he's the one that's preparing us. And he just walks in, and he's just. <laughs> What? <laughs> Put this on. Again, what? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I didn't know. And then I didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect. And then so we, you, you know, you got into your garb and then uh, they get to the door and then you're blindfolded. Now I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're walking and uh, they're laughing. And it's it's mm-hmm. pretty much I don't remember my EA degree. Yeah. You know, went home that night, and uh, the girlfriend asked, you know, how was it? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I did. Yeah. I don't know what I just got involved right, right. in. But uh, 
I got lucky, and then after that, two weeks after I took my EA degree, uh-huh. we did another one where I got the able, where I was able to watch it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pretty much through all three of my degrees. Because um, when I was coming through, we had eight brothers coming through at the time, so they did it. I thought the officers wore tuxedos to every meeting <laughs> mm. because that's all we did was degrees. Degrees, yeah. yeah. That tends to happen from time to time. That uh, just gonna pull that mic just a hair closer to you, just so beautiful. All right. Um, so take your master mason degree, you go through all that, and again, we don't get into specifics of degrees and everything. But you take your master mason degree, you're a mason. Did they throw you in a chair, or did you have to wait? No, I waited um, the next the next year. I filled in mm-hmm. in uh, the stewards' chairs, and then uh, the following year, I started off. I had already done the stewards, so I started off as uh, the junior deacon. Mm-hmm. Went, uh, through, went through all the chairs from there. Uh, quick, uh, quick question: Are you reading the live thing? You want to read him? But uh, Greg Schultz asked Has question. Has not come through yet on that. Okay, he, Greg Schultz writes. Uh, how do you become a DD? Is it an appointment from the Grand Master or is it an elected position? You want to uh, chime in on that? It, it's actually appointed. You're actually appointed by the current district deputy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're voted in by past district deputies to become a district deputy, mm-hmm. he in turn uh, <coughs> appoints his AGM, right. which has to still have to get approval right. mm-hmm. um, through your uh, district uh, representative through mm-hmm. Grand Lodge. Mm-hmm. And then once that goes through, you're in there till you get either get voted in for district deputy the the two years after, or right. if you don't, you just go on. Uh, just a couple things while we're sitting here, we're talking about you did get the email about permanent members meeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. We have a permanent members meeting, and what we do is all you know, basically reiterating what you said. Everybody from our district gets together, and all the permanent members, permanent members being past district deputies or anybody who's a member of Grand Lodge in that district, gets together, and we kind of talk about who we want to pick next. Mm-hmm. It then gets submitted to the Grand Lodge, and at that point, it's it's technically an appointment, you know at the Grand Lodge level because the, the Grand Master can literally sit and go, yeah, no, I'm not picking yeah. So <laughs> Well, it's, it's pretty much... Um, we take one look at what me. I know, it's your, your representative from Grand Lodge out of your district. Right. As long as he puts in a good word for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're pretty much in. And this is done what? Prior to the semi-annual that's coming up in a couple of weeks? <sighs> no, it's... it's Usually, 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 I think around this area time. Around this yeah, okay. usually, yeah, or when the lodges have their annuals, they want everything in place before the beginning of the year. So at April, right. everybody knows what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, he also said that uh, Delaware has three districts and no DD. We only have a deputy grandmaster. Uh, here in Connecticut, I don't even know how many district deputies we have. We have nine. I was going to say. Yeah, we well, go. there's nine districts, and I think each district has two. Two, right. I think the, there's one. Maybe I think District 4 has three. Potentially. They're kind of big. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, the Deputy Grandmaster is basically right below the Grandmaster, so he doesn't he goes all over the place, yeah. similar to the Grandmaster, but he doesn't really, he doesn't have anything to do with the inspections and all that stuff, which, by the way, I have to give you that, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be good. We haven't done yours yet. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, your title is District Deputy Grandmaster, right? Or is that not how they do it? I know in other states, District Deputy is the District Deputy Grandmaster. Is that similar in Connecticut? And we've just kind of shortened it I'm not through the sure. years? I've, or? Only, I've only heard it as District Deputy. Okay. In the state of Connecticut, it's District Deputy. I know in New York, I believe, uh, I don't know. I, I believe in New York because I 
met a brother who was a district deputy in New York, and he called himself a district deputy grandmaster. So I think it varies. Arizona the too, title, yeah. the official title varies from state to state, but basically the same job. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty much the same because when you're doing your inspections, you are actually the grandmaster's representative. Right. Another question for you. We'll continue on with you, but you're, you're, but you're getting like hellfire here. I love I it. Uh, are wardens, worshipful masters, and past masters permanent Grand Lodge members? No. Uh, I would say uh, that depends on jurisdiction or grand jurisdiction, but in the state of Connecticut, no. Yeah, no. You have to be a um, district deputy. Uh-huh. Even AGMs are not considered permanent no, members. No, you only have voting rights when while you're a current AGM. Right. And once you're done being an AGM, you have no voting right. rights. And, and uh, what you're talking about is basically when we have our Grand Lodge sessions, past district deputies will always have a vote. So we'll always be able to vote for uh, like a bill that's passed or anything. Or, or uh, even, I think, the election of officers, right? Yeah. Even election of officers. Any, anything that they have to vote on, we have a... Uh, we have a permanent. Yep. Uh, and, but in a, you know, if you're just a master or a warden, you have the power of vote while you're a master or a warden. But after that, once you're out of those chairs, right. you unless, lose right. it. Yeah, unless, unless, you're unless you're proxy. Unless you're proxy, yeah. Proxy, meaning a master or a warden cannot make it there and you're filling in for them. I've got a question. True or false? On the night of an inspection... Even if the Grand Master is there, the District Deputy is considered the highest ranking official there on a night of inspection. False. Okay. When the Deputy Grand Master, I do believe the Deputy Grand Master and the Grand Master are over us, but they will pretty much step aside and let us take control. Am I Not wrong? Me, me, me. Am I, I going to get zapped? <laughs> <laughs> it's I in actually, your chair. You don't have it. It's yet. great because I have this thing that goes. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, um, the Grand Master outranks a district deputy hands down every time on official inspection night. The district, uh, the deputy Grand Master does not. Oh, see, I thought he had. Yeah, and the reason why I brought up these over. questions because I was just firing. I was looking. I was <laughs> melting my computer down to zap either Marty or Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> We're supposed to be friends. <laughs> no, but it, I was. Uh, I was definitely doing that. But um. No, I looked that up myself okay. uh, for that exact purpose. So I, thought it, I thought it was just the top two. No, it's actually just the Grandmaster. Okay. He's the only one who has power to uh, to to uh, of the night. So at an inspection night, the Grandmaster has power. If he's not there, it's a district deputy show. So. And usually, if he I found out if he finds out that is it is an inspection night, he'll just either leave or he'll just sit yeah. inside. Most yeah. Grand Lodge officers, once they walk in, they're like, "Yeah, never mind, we're out." <laughs> I remember I was district deputy. I wanted back. Yeah, never mind. I won't. <laughs> but uh, all right. So, uh, <clears throat> oh, one last question: What is an inspection night? That's when we show up in purple, right? <laughs> we show up. Uh, we show up to a lodge, and the lodge sets up uh, their financials. We uh-huh. go over the financials to make sure they're capable of running the lodge. Make sure they have enough finances to run the lodge. Want to try some? Um, and then that the officers are. Officers of the lodge, they're capable of performing a degree. Mm-hmm. Right, and they, and basically, it's it's not a pass or fail. It's it's basically no, you no, it's, it's you read a, a report. It's, it's more of a learning thing. You, you help them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just I just did harmonies and uh, great degree. Great, it, it makes my job so much easier. We go in there, and it's just runs so smooth. They have they have a very strong lodge. 
Um, oh. Oh. That came out quick. I thought there was only a little left. <laughs> Here, finish it off. <laughs> um, that was very fast. Sorry. Yeah, so we're just we're just there to make sure that they're able to run a lodge, do a degree, that the officers can open and close a lodge. Right. I mean, pretty much I mean, when you're doing the degree, anybody can do the degree. You right. can bring anybody in. Um, but we want to see the elected and appointed officers open and close. Right. All right. Uh, let's get back into your uh, Masonic career. So you made it through the chairs, you went through all the chairs, you learned the ritual and everything. Um, you become master. How was your master year? I actually it, had fun. Uh, let's see here. Let's do uh, let's do uh, a positive of your master year and a not so positive of your master year. Two things that do a positive and a negative. Positive. We didn't have any uh, Masonic charges come against us. So that's that's always a good thing. <laughs> no, we had uh, we 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 did a lot. Um, we did a lot of dinners. Our stewards actually made money for the lodge. We had uh, a lot of our uh, fundraisers that we did um, for um, Purple Pumpkin for uh, open house. We mm-hmm. had I think we had close to two hundred people come to our open house. Um, our fundraiser for uh, Safe Haven was a hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we just had a we had a very positive year. We didn't we didn't take any steps backward. Right. You know, we raised a couple brothers, put them through all three degrees. Um, you know, I took right over from Jim Jim mm-hmm. O'Donnell, who pretty much took the same path as uh, Chip Schofield. Right. So we, we stayed in line for a couple years. It mm-hmm. was good. Negative. One thing, and it doesn't have to be a negative, but something that you could have changed or something, something that you would have done differently, I guess. It doesn't have to be a negative. You know? yeah, not all lodges have a negative not, during a master Not being year. able to complete what you want to set forward. That's you know, a good there, one. There was a couple a things like, um, I know a couple other people talked about it, doing work with other lodges. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you think you can set it in during your year as master to work with another lodge to do stuff it's very hard mm. because they have their own way and their own plan you know we have our own plan so trying to get two lodges to do things together is very hard right unless i mean if you plan ahead say you're a junior warden or senior warden you're planning ahead for next year right and you're working with the junior senior warden from the other lodges and that that made it tough not being able to, to get a couple of the degrees i wanted to do a uh district three uh master mason mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. had all five lodges in doing the degree together right. but kind of like didn't work not enough time uh i also found that uh, how many years did you do as master just the one year just one, just one year the, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because you know every time for me i did two years back to back the first year literally was in a blink of an eye oh, it was yeah. over with yep. like you it's like holy shit like it's the end of my term and then at the time, the state of Connecticut had all these rules. You had to be able to open and close lodge. You had to, be, which are still kind of pretty yeah. much the rules now. But back when I became, you know, was going through the chairs, you had to do the master's the path, master's path. Right. Yeah. And it was literally you had to do it. It had to be submitted. It had to be approved. You had to have a certificate. Like it was very yep. scrupulous with the process to it. And nobody else in the lodge did it. So. Here I am again. <laughs> I, went through, I went through that whole master's path also. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, nobody else took it. Well, who else is eligible? Well, are they going to have it done before it, yeah. uh, before right. installation night? Yeah, and you had Probably a certain Probably not. 
and it had to be done in a certain time. Yep. Right. And it's so so for me, I think you know everybody's. I think it was taught, it was tossed around in the state of Connecticut about the Grand Lodge doing two years, Grand Master doing two years, and the whole, I, I, it's I tossed think, around. I think a master should do two years. Uh, you get you get a lot more done because, like you said, your your first year. I mean, your your first two months, you don't remember anything. Right. right. You're you're catching up on what the the past master right, did. Right. 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 And you know, mostly trying to get degrees and to get uh, the people that were waiting right. through. And then, I mean, the second half, forget it. You're just yeah. Right. Uh, now, see, I have a contrary to that because I found out midway through my second year, I burned out. I was so go. I had I had a smaller lodge. I'll be honest. Like, I had a smaller lodge with not much help when I was yeah, master. Yeah, you guys were struggling back then. Right. So I imagine like a, a lodge like Harmony 42 or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the larger lodges, even Hiram 1 down in uh, in uh, New Haven. They're big, big yeah. lodges. I mean, I had it nice. I mean, my my year as master, we had 20 to 30 mm. people per meeting. So mm. it was mm. nice. Um, they had a lot of support from the officers. Right. You know, which made it nice. But I mean, if you're doing two years and you get into your second half of your second year, that's the perfect time to get, you know, to do right. step up nights. Exactly. Right. You know, right, I did right, a couple right. step up nights with my guys where we all moved forward and I went down to the junior deacons or the steward's chair right. and let them, you know, run the lodge to be prepared for the following year. Right. So, uh, master year's done. Did you, uh, did you take a nice Masonic vacation right off into the sunset for a little while or did you stay active? It's, when I was doing my master, the year of my master, I was also my first year as HEM. That's oh. right. <laughs> so I had double duty. So, and then uh, in Shepherd, we do uh, the past. The current past master is also mm-hmm. the next year is the chaplain. Right. So what did you do as an AGM? Again, my AGM was just my taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chip and I, Chip and, and I worked pins. as a, Chip. We worked as a team, which was nice, and which which I'm working with my current AGM, Steve Chapalone, now. So we do the inspections. We do them together. Mm. You know, yeah, I have my job that I have to do. I have to make right. sure they know all the the words and grips and all that. Yeah. But going over to financials, Chip and all the paperwork, Chip and I mm. did them together. Right. You know, we made our own remarks right. and stuff like that, how things went. We had certain things that we looked for mm. in the in the degree and stuff like that. So it was never mostly Chip doing everything and me just sitting there. Yeah, I, during my year their whole inspection form was changed as you oh, yeah. well know it was completely wiped out so the agm really didn't have any type of say in it, it was just the deputy did his thing and that was off the, it went the, the first two years was also a different form the agm had a spot for his remarks mm. does he still have a spot on the no the oh they, forms, they, the they, whoosh, they wiped no. it away huh all right um so then you get uh appointed as a district deputy so, how is it going so far as district deputy? You get treated a lot better. No, 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 no. When you walk, I have a counterpoint to that one. <laughs> well, when you walk in for the night of inspections, that's when you know they're oh, yeah. sir, how you doing? Right, worshipful sir, how you doing? You know, you, you get treated a little different, but it's nice. I mean, I I know pretty much a lot of the guys from our lodges right we're a lot of good lodges we all grew up through our masonic careers together you know right. it's fun i'm not i'm not a ball buster i'm not going in for this you know yes just, you are I'm, I'm you're just a help. ball buster in a oh, different way yeah <laughs> you know I, i'm there to help you know if they have a problem i'll help them out and stuff like that i mean when i was doing the agm the night of our inspections if there was an ea degree i would actually do the second lecture for them right 
you know, to take part because I mean, the degree is for the candidate. It's not right. for right. anybody else. I, I know a lot of people uh, get tight ass when a district deputy or somebody's in purple turns around. It's like <gasps> they panic out and they freak out and everything. Uh, my year, I was worried about getting shanked in the parking lot the first year. And again, <laughs> we're not going to get into, but there was a little bit of a rough patch in CT Freemasonry. It happens. You know, it's you know, I'm sure it happens all over the place. We but had, uh, when we he came, for, I didn't uh, get called right you, worshipful. You came for. Uh, Shepherd Salem's inspection. Of course, the two years you did it, I had to do the degree for the inspection. So the first year he comes up and I and we switch chairs. I walk up and I said, "Harry, you want to be my prompter?" <laughs> and they went, "Great, you can't ask him to do that." Oh, and I, Tom, do, I do remember that actually. Tom, Tom was Tom was funny. You can't do that. You have to get somebody else. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think I even. I think I. Did you ask me that? I can't even remember. Yeah, if you, I did. You both, did both yours. And what did I say? You just you just laughed. You would, nah, you'd do it. Did I really? I yeah. didn't see. God, it's so much of a blur. <laughs> a lot of it's a blur. Um, but the only, there's a couple things that did stick out to me. And again, I, just real quick. Again, my year, my first year as district deputy was was rough. The grandmaster that I represented was not very well liked. Yeah, you had... Uh... And uh, I always tell this story, and I think it's great, that you know you get, hey, White Warshville, how you doing? I walked into a lodge, and I don't want to disclose the lodge, but uh, I walked in, I'm like, hey, how you doing, brother? He goes... How are you doing tonight, son? Like, oh, yeah. like, oh, I had to dodge that yeah. dagger. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yours wasn't a pleasant one. No, but um, you were always welcome in my lodge in at Ashlar Aspatuck. You didn't have any. It's because you guys didn't know me. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I walk into your lodge and I'd be like, get out. Yeah, walk in the door now. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, in all seriousness, I, I think. Um, I, I think the respect is definitely a, a good thing as a district deputy, but you know, I think that a lot of lodges and in, in, in Masons in general just they see purple and it's like, holy, holy, holy shit, we're in trouble. Oh, yeah. Like they freak out. Like oh, like I've seen secretaries that were just, I mean, firing through paperwork, like, freaking out, worried, like oh, uh, don't really want to talk about a lodge, but they they were like in full on panic mode, thinking that I'm coming to bring the house down. It's like. Really don't have any power to pull charges or anything. Yeah. I don't know why you're freaking well, out. It's literally you can you can write F U on a on a piece of paper and crayon. I just pass it along. <laughs> but thank uh you. Yeah, right. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, now and now it's with this grandmaster, he wants us to wear tuxedos. Even for form, mm. in informal visits. Wow. Ex- unless we're in our own lodge. Right. So if I go to a, a lodge just for a visit, I have mm. to be in tuxedo. So that makes it even look worse. Wow. You know, so you get the masters and they're just messing up. And it's so, like, come on, it's just, it's me. So you decided to show up on the night that we were doing Hawaiian shirt night. Yeah, that wasn't right, man. That was not. I was here for that. I came late, but I was here for that. Hey, I ain't the master. I was just saying, it was Hawaiian shirt night. He shows up in tuxedo. I'm like, it's about 120 degrees yeah. up here. They're all in shorts and Hawaiian shirts, and I'm in tuxedo. I told you, I'm the hotel. <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything. But I had to. But I had to. <laughs> right. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Rory James Wood, how do you become an AGM? Oh, he also says, good evening, brothers, all the way from a small town in Georgia called Cochran. We're in a small town called Seymour, so. Well, you have to be. Welcome. To become an AGM, you have to be asked for by the incoming district deputy. The district deputy basically chooses him. It's yeah. like his, his, his proxy, his Robin to his Batman. 
Yeah, uh, so start brown nosing the current AGM because he might be district deputy and he might ask you to be his AGM. So that's funny. Well, that's what you True. Hope. That's what you hope. You know. That's what you hope. You I, th- I mean, I think it should. If you're to become a district deputy, you should have to be an AGM first. It, uh, it helps out. Is uh, is the AGM in line to be the grandmaster? No. no. Uh, AGM is the associate grand marshal, not. Associate Grand Master. It's the Associate Grand Marshal, and it's uh, basically a district deputy's assistant. District deputy's assistant. Yeah, it's, uh, and there's no guarantee that the uh, Associate Grand Marshal is going to move to district deputy. No. Right. Uh, again, I've never been an AGM. I wish I, I wish I would have went through that path to go to AGM, then the district. I wish I would have done it, but whatever. I ended up you know, moving right to district deputy. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, no, there's no successive line once you get to that point. And district deputy, once your term is up, you're out. There's no guarantee you're moving to the grand line either. No, so. because the grand line, you have to be appointed by your district, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole district. Um, I think also on top of that, well, again, I'm not talking for all grand jurisdictions, but in the state of Connecticut, we rotate. We have, what, nine line officers? Eight line officers? Eight line officers. I think there's nine, is there? Do they include the associate Tyler? I don't know if they do, which would make nine because you have a Tyler and associate Tyler. Um, But if you had nine, that would represent all districts of the state of Connecticut. So if like district one is leaving, he'll pick his replacement for the bottom of the line. And that's pretty much how it's always been. So basically uh, the last one that was picked was a right washful Shane Dufresne. And he's now the grand senior or junior steward, junior steward. steward. So in eight more years, when he hits grandmaster, He'll pick, He'll pick somebody from our district again. Yeah. So it's it's a very uh, tedious process. Um, so uh, well, that means the next person up's coming from my district. Went to the Petrie. Well, my other district. Now that I'm in this one, but right. If Steve, if Steve Petrie becomes grandmaster, uh-huh. then he'll pick somebody from no, it'll right. be somebody one, from. From the grand, current grandmaster. Current oh, grandmaster, Mel Johnson. Ah, gotcha. So okay. you're two years off. I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> but uh, on this podcast, I've sealed my fate. Yeah. <laughs> off, <laughs> off the subject question, Aaron Gilbert asks, unrelated question, I'm on episode 36 of the podcast. Have you talked about the book of Secret History of the World by Mark Booth? Is that BS or legit? I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever heard of that book. Um, so I can't really pass uh, any information on about it. I really don't know. You'd have to ask Ken, right? Ken's the reader. Ken's the reader. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly. Uh, I don't particularly know about it. But I, uh, now that you mentioned it, I will definitely take this into consideration and look at it, and I'll let you know. Uh, anytime they start off with a secret history book, I'm already calling <laughs> BS. I'm just that's secret just history. Up. Secret history. I know everything. No, you don't. You I know all suck. the secrets. So I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> let me write it in a book. I'm just, I've always just said, like, if you knew about the Philosopher's Stone to to turn base metals into gold, are you really going to write it in a book? Probably not. Uh, He also said, off off note, my petition passed interview Monday and hopefully a future brother soon. Absolutely. Very good. Very nice. Uh, What state has the biggest grand staff? (laughs) I'm a great show. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. He's just. Uh, <laughs> you saw my response, yeah, right? I just seen it now on a Joe Norma state. Nice. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Let's get back into you, right, Washful. Um, 
most gratifying thing of being district deputy? Toughest thing about being a district deputy. Was gratifying. Mine was always the walk to the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, in serious, gratifying and uh, toughest thing. Wow. I don't know. Most gratifying, it probably would be the respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because you do get a lot of res- I mean, you meet a lot of brothers from different lodges um, when you're going through your, your journey there. But when you become a district deputy, the conversations are different. Right. The more people that who usually don't talk to you, mm. older, the older folks and stuff like mm. that, mm. they come up to you. They're talking to you. They're you know explaining their years. They're letting you know what they did, mm. and it's just I mean, I'm just having a good time with it. Right. You know, it's very gratifying. Um, <coughs> was it the toughest? Thing. The toughest? Wow. Well, I'm a very humble guy. It's probably going through all the the introductions. Believe it or not, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not into all that. Right, but it's right. just the way they do it when they come in, and then they'll give you grand honors. And it's like, yeah, oh, right. come on, you know, come on. It's it's just me. It's yeah, just, it's just me. me. Yeah, I'm know? just I'm just average Joe. Yeah, pull my finger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, toughest, I mean, or I guess one of the toughest things would be to probably inspect a, a lodge that's not ready. That's having a hard time with their degree. Yeah, yeah, and there's, no. You, you, you've been there. there there's, there's some mm-hmm. lodges where you just, it's like, wow, come on, it's, you can get it, you can, get, and then they don't. It's, yeah, I had a couple, heaven. I had two lodges that were very. It was like, oh, come on, guys, like you, you want them to do good. Yeah, you, you and do. to see them falling on their face, it's, it, it's painful. It's painful to watch, not because. It's like, oh, they can't get it. It's not like in a negative way. It's like, come on. Like, you, you want to buoy them up. You want to, to make them do good. Like, and when they're, yeah. they're, when they're, they're tanking it, it's like, ah, like. And the night is so long. And you look it's at the like, master, wow, and he's yeah. just either red in the face sweat, or just yeah. pouring sweat off. And it's like, and he's, oh, he's doing nothing but turning and looking at you and apologizing. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, it's like, stop I'm apologizing. Sorry. Let's just do it. All right. So, a couple questions for you. So what difference between what differs between an AGM and a DD? What duties? I'm confused, not drunk, just confused. <laughs> Joseph Schultz. <laughs> well, the district deputy is in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge of the inspection. He fills out all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. He signs everything. Mm-hmm. The AGM. I mean, the AGM duties are to to announce um, right. any uh, grand grand uh, lodge uh, officers that are there. Um, but it's basically a night of inspections is to inspect inspect the lodge building, right. the, the contents of the building and stuff like that, to assist uh, the district deputy in going over the paperwork and to check the uh, the master, the senior warden, the junior warden, make sure they have the grip and words right. Now, uh, sorry, phone blowing up. Um, oh, well, another thing I want to add is that the, the associate grand marshal reports to the district deputy. The district deputy reports to the grand master. So the no, we, AGM. We, we report to our grand lodge representatives. Really? Yeah. So they changed it I because. Report, I report to Shane and then Shane reports to the grand master. Wow. Okay. Now, see, my year was completely different. We had to actually, we got our itinerary of, okay, district one and four are going to meet on such and such a date. District three and five are going to meet on such and such a date. And I had to drag my ass to Wallingford to yeah. sit down. And I had to have basically 
a report on each lodge. How's this lodge doing? How's their membership? Blah, 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 blah. Even just for my regular, you know, friendly visit or whatever you want to call it. See, so we don't, they, we, don't have to, we don't fill out any of those. We don't have uh, meetings like that anymore. Oh, God. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to meet at 3.30. I'm like, I don't get out till 5. You'll yeah. find a way to be here. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, that was... um. That was, I think, if I was to pick something, travel and, and the dedication. It's not something to the light of heart. So if you're looking and you want to be a district deputy, again, I'm just only speaking from the state of Connecticut. We do a lot of traveling. Yeah, there's there's a lot of traveling. I mean, especially to 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 go visit all your lodges. I mean, you had the meetings where you had to go to Wallingford and stuff. We don't have mm-hmm. that. But to get out to our that's cool though. To get I'm out glad to they our lodges that. and stuff like that. Right. You know, so there is a lot. You have to. It's not just your twice a month at your lodge. You know, you have to visit all the other lodges in your district and find out how they do and help them. If they need your help, then you're going to be traveling. You're going to be talking. You're right. going to be working with your district uh, representative, mm-hmm. Grand Lodge representative there. You know, we have a couple of things that are in the books, but we're right. working on. Greg Schultz, is the district deputy position political or does it have any pitfalls? It's not political. No. Pitfalls? No. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. We've had, I, oh, I know of dear. two or three Masons who got out of the master's chair and wanted to be district deputy and actually emailed the district deputy saying that they wanted to be a district deputy, the current district deputy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically got laughed at. <laughs> it's not something you can be like, hey, you I'm out of this chair. Right. Uh, I want to do this now. It's not like that. Well, it, it, so, it is and it isn't, but that's one way of getting your name out there where it's known that you want to be a district deputy. Right. Because they want to try to keep it out of it staying in the same lodges all the right. time. However, I now, now see, I, I'm kind of opposed to that because, not opposed to um, it staying out of one lodge, but this is where the Blue Lodge Councils come into big play mm-hmm. because you get out there, you get to be part of the Blue Lodge Council, you get to be... You know, you could become president, you could become chaplain, you could be uh, vice president, you could be, but you're getting your face out there and meeting other brothers outside your district. Mm-hmm. But if I never go to a Blue Lodge council and I'm just a member of Morningstar and I show up, I do my master's year, and then I leave the chair, no one knows who the hell yeah, I am. Nobody knows who you are. They just know that I'm George from, from Morningstar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the district deputy is a district job which means when you go to blue lodge councils you're meeting other brothers from different lodges i mean how could you be a district deputy and walk into shepherd salem lodge and you don't know who the hell i am yeah well, who the hell is this guy whereas if i walk into shepherd salem i could be like oh hey it's it's right, right, right. george hey, it's nice to see you again but you have to but when you when you go to these places you also can't just sit in the corner you no have to, you, you have to get out there have to, yeah. absolutely you have to talk to people you have to you know Put things together, and I also think it's based on merit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had a a, a smash mouth uh, master's year and you kicked ass in your master's year, and you were doing this, that, and the other thing, like that resonates. But if you're just a lame duck master, why would we pick you? Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything, you know, romantic. You're doing you're doing the basic. You basically walk through a chair mm-hmm. because of a succession. So district deputies, if you want to be a district deputy, you got to kind of be a cut above the rest. Yeah, you know that, that's my opinion on it. Anyway, I don't. I'm not, again. I'm, I'm very vehemently opposed to uh, the succession line. He was, I, he was a cut above the rest. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I'm and a better foot below. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> I, I just mean that you should, uh, you know, you should do more than just the basic. Uh, again, I, I've done the Blue Lodge Council president and all that stuff and everything. And you went around with Chip as an AGM. Yeah. So we all, we kind of did more than what was asked of us. What, one way, too, is uh, being very proficient in uh, ritual. Yes. You've noticed, yeah. you know, especially if you can do the middle chamber and you're good at it and you, oh. and you travel from lodge to lodge. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Hare himself over here, he does the middle chamber. So. I do. I do. <laughs> I have several times. Happy to do it again. We just, I just, uh, like I said, I just did Harmony's inspection. And mm-hmm. they had uh, a brother from Wolcott Lodge come down and do the middle chamber. Phenomenal job. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. All right. So what do we say? We want to take a break? Yeah, let's take, take a, a break, break. And then we're going to start heckling some YouTubers. Let's do it. So uh, I'm going to shut this Sticking down for around now. For that? You going to stick around for that? I'll stick around. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you got Jack. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we do. All right, we're going to shut this down. We'll be back. Five. We're back. Hello, And uh, we haven't put in a commercial. I'll come up with something. It's probably going to be a shot at Georgie. All right, Georgie. Just, I'm, reading, I'm reading a text. As I'm, <laughs> you got to take a shot at your kid, really? <laughs> really? It's going to be a shot at... Not uh, that he doesn't deserve it, but... <laughs> It's going to be a shot at uh, Joe, but nah, I'll figure it out. Ken's, Ken's overdue, though, so I'll find something. You're welcome, Greg Schultz. All right. So, second half of this, we've already uh, picked uh, our district deputy's brain about his Masonic stuff. This one, uh, we're going to take a shot at YouTube videos, and uh, I'm hoping that this plays. So, uh, this is a video, and again, I'm not going to cite the YouTube video, but we're going to pause it, and we're going to pick apart what they say. And uh, this one is called Freemasonry, an Enemy of the Church. So we're going to oh start with that boy. right off the bat. Well, as an ordained minister and, and retired monk, I feel like I should take this one. <laughs> All right, ready? So we're going to start it off. It's, uh, it's an eight-minute video, and we're going to pick it apart. So, uh, and we're going we're gonna to talk about the truths and fakes We're going to stop it along the way. I'm going to stop it along the way. So here we go. Let's try it. Welcome to your questions answered. Father Gruner, I'm John Veneri. And uh, this program, we take your questions that you send us via email. Father Gruner answers them. We talk about them. It's on every day. Uh, a new show posted every day at Fatima.org. So please contact us at the Fat. Oh, I'm saying it wrong. Please contact us at questions at the Fatima Center. Dot com. The, I just want to start by saying he's probably a very nice guy. We've been guy. talking about Freemasonry because someone asked, may a Catholic be a Freemason? And then the next question that they asked was, uh, can a Freemason be part of the clergy? And I think we have that answer already, but... It's fine on our end. On this a little bit. Well, I think people have to understand, I mean, it's... Um, masonry, of course, its portrayal is like it's a benign right. group of men who get together, and some of them do this just for their business contacts or whatever. Sounds like George However, Clinton. It's yes, because they do promise you worldly success. I mean, they do yeah. promise you opportunities if, yeah. if you join. But the, but, but Time out right there. Cut, but, cut it right there, because the, I've been like a member for 10 years now, Tulsa. and I have no riches. I have no... <laughs> you're like, where is the... How long How long do I have to wait for this? Because I don't... Right. Wrong, 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 <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Do they email the invitation to the riches? You know what they yeah. need. So, uh, well, mine's not working. Yeah, my bad. 
Freemasonry does not promise riches, not whatsoever. I'm driving a 2003 Jeep Liberty with rust shots on the side. So. I drive a freaking Hyundai. <laughs> I drive a Hyundai. They do not promise riches. We don't uh, promise anything of that nature. Uh, it's. A, I can't even afford full length pants. Jesus, <laughs> that's right. That was one, like what four episodes ago. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Freemasonry doesn't uh, promise any type of riches, nor any type of uh, any type of uh, you're gonna get a job or you're gonna make money. Or we don't do that. That's that's stated right in your uh, right your interview. Right, right in your you're interview. Not you're not doing this. No benefits. Right. So that's wrong. Let's continue on. Who was a who still is a lawyer, of course, but he was a member. Of, he was a Catholic, and his priest told him. There was no harm in him being, or he could become a Catholic, or he could become a Mason and still be a Catholic. Of course, totally wrong answer, completely wrong answer. Mm -hmm. And John, by the grace of God, figured it out when he was in Masonry. He went up to the 32nd degree, if I'm not mistaken. He, he describes his ceremonies and how they are anti-Catholic, anti-Catholic, anti-Christian, anti-God. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I urge him to watch. Ah, wrong. Is that Paul McCartney? Wrong. <laughs> Sounds like Paul McCartney. All right. So let's break down the 32nd degree. 32nd degree actually falls right in line with the 31st degree. They're taking simultaneously at the same time. And it talks about in the degree how you're Scottish, you're, you're Scottish, right, Mason? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joe, you as yep, well. I am a 32nd. And it talks about the story of a guy named Constance who basically was at, for lack of better words, the Holy Sepulchre. And he was to stay at the altar and protect the Holy Sepulchre. Am I, am I correct in this? Um, no matter what. And he's tempted by three people. One guy shows up with, what, wine or something. Hey, let's go booze it up and have some fun. Second guy was, I think, uh, God, it's been so long since I've seen it. <laughs> it's been, I'm trying it's to been a while. Because it's not the one with the devil, right? Where he shows up and he's tempting him to leave. That's, uh, I believe the third one is. Right. The devil, yeah. So there's these three people who are tempting him to leave his Christian post. And again, the, the Constance is standing in front of an altar with a big-ass cross in front of him. And he ends up leaving to defend the city and save the people. But it's Christian. So it's not anti-God, anti-Masonry. Nowhere in there is there any type of anti-God, anti-Masonry. Absolutely 1,000% wrong. As a matter of fact, if you take the York Rite, the Knights Templar, the whole damn degree is about Christianity and Jesus and the story of Jesus. You take libations to uh, you know, different people, uh, the three grand masters and, and other things along the way. Uh, one of which is, uh, you know, um, I, I don't want to get too much into detail, but one of the libations that you take is in honor of, um, uh, who's the guy who carried his cross? Can't remember his name. Simon of Cyrene, that's his name. You take a libation to him because he was compelled to bear the Savior's cross. So how are you going to tell me that it's anti-Christian, anti-religion, anti-bullshit? Call him bullshit on it. That's completely inaccurate. 100% inaccurate. And, and, you know, the reason why I'm doing this is because there's so many myths and mistruths about Freemasonry that, and this is coming straight out of a Catholic priest's mouth. He's basically talking about this. Nowhere ever... 
what the hell was that? <laughs> That's a church lady? Church lady from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but there's no way of shape and form any talk about that. Um, I also want to add that the reason why I'm doing this and the reason why we're talking about this is because Freemasonry has never told anybody once ever, don't join that religion because they're anti-Masonry. But yet, killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Freemasonry doesn't tell you what religion you should belong to or what you should not believe in. That's up to you. And that's why, you know, Freemasonry, they say, oh, well, they're talking about the grand architect of the universe. One of the arguments that they make is that, you know, Christians say, only through Jesus can you find salvation or your way into heaven. Only That's the only way you can find through God. Okay, that's your own personal belief. Freemasonry doesn't talk about any of that they're basically saying as long as you believe in god no matter whom that god is you're a good person we judge you by your actions not your words in addition to that i just also want to just say that how do i put this um i'm trying to think of the best way to put this without <laughs> pissing off people but um it's very dogmatic now he worries about that to Oh, yeah, I'm treading a line here. It's very dogmatic to say that you are not getting into heaven because of what you believe in rather than your works as a person. You get what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's a fine line. You know, and they tell you, oh, well, you're a heathen, you're not getting into heaven because you're a Freemason. So do you judge a person by what they believe or do you judge a person by how they act? It's a fine line. Let's continue. Play on. Play on. Play on, player. As soon as this loads. But Masonry, because he speaks from the inside, not just me speaking from the outside. But going on, so a Catholic cannot be a Mason and still be a Catholic, number one. So obviously a Catholic priest, a bishop, a cardinal, a pope, uh, I don't know, a deacon, any, any level of priesthood, any level of, cannot be a Mason and be a Catholic. Mm, I have so many comments I want to make, but I'm being good right now. Fire away. It's no, this is totally inappropriate. <laughs> like, way inappropriate. I but I understand, a Freemason can't be a priest. However, there are certain individuals right. that lead a lifestyle that are allowed to be priests. But we won't get into the whole class action lawsuit <laughs> called the Bridgeport Diocese and all that fun stuff. All right. This is another one. And this is uh, basically it's titled, Has Freemasonry Infiltrated the Catholic Church? Ready for this? There we go. Sounds like Maury Povich. Can I have a little bit of that? Uh... Anonymous caller in Australia for Tim Staples. What's your question? Yeah, hi. Hi. Uh... How you Hi, Tim. Doing well. Very, very well. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, I just wanted to know, has um, Freemasons infiltrated the Catholic Church? So, yes. Has Freemasons infiltrated the Catholic Church? Catholics, they claim that the Masons have infiltrated the Catholic Church since Vatican II came in. Yeah, well, my friend, Anonymous... My accent's um, better than that if, guy's accent. If you want to know if there are any Masons that have been Catholic, absolutely. There are, and, and that's a problem, of course, because Masonry, as you know, 
teaches things that are absolutely contrary to the Catholic faith. I mean, they deny virtually every aspect of our faith, other than they do believe in one God. They are wrong. That's completely wrong. Completely wrong. We 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 do not. We are not against any. We're not against the Catholic Church. As long as you're not an atheist. As long as you're not an atheist. You have to believe in a supreme being. Good, good. But we've never actually came out in any of our degrees and ever said you cannot be a a Catholic or a Protestant or a Muslim or a, a Methodist or any other type of uh, evangelical. We've never said that. Never, ever, 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 ever. So that's completely 1,000% a falsehood. I, I do believe we have uh, a guy going through our lodge who took his entered apprentice um, oath on the Quran. Yeah, and I've, I've seen yeah. that happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Diana McManus, at the auto show, a man came to our booth and was spewing inaccuracies about Freemasons. John schooled him quick. Really? So you mean to tell me a guy showed up at a Masonic car show for kids at a high school, which, by the way, we raised about two grand for, is spewing shit about the Freemasons. Now, that's funny. Again, I've never showed up at a church as a Freemason saying, yeah, you're all wrong. Like, <laughs> uh, they do that shit to us, though. Well, I don't get it. They got nothing better to do. All right. You ready? Here we go. Deists, they deny the Trinity, the, the divinity of Christ, uh, sacraments, whole sacramental system, you know, uh, the whole redemption of our Lord and Savior. I mean, they reject everything. Uh, and so, in fact, it used to be excommunicable to be a Mason in the Catholic Church. That excommunication sure. was lifted. But as Cardinal Ratzinger made clear back in 1983, when Pope St. John Paul lifted the excommunication, um, Cardinal Ratzinger, by permission of the Pope, made clear that the theological condemnations remain. And so uh, Catholics ought not to be Masons. Now, having said that, Anonymous, what you have among traditionalists Anonymous. are tremendous exaggerations about the infiltration of, of, of Masons, you know, claiming that John the Twenty Third was a Mason, Paul the Sixth was a Mason, everybody was a Mason that didn't agree with uh, the traditional Catholics, and there's absolutely no evidence of that. I mean, well, doesn't that suck? You mean to tell me that someone was spewing fake shit about the Catholic Church? No. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel? Does it burn a little bit? Because that's the same shit they're doing to us. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't like, oh, well, no, the Catholic Church, it's absolutely untrue that the Freemasons, first off, Freemasonry doesn't infiltrate anything, including the fact that we don't even recruit. So how the hell are we infiltrating it? They have to come to us. They have to come to us. On top of that, there's many Grand Lodges that do not speak. There's Grand Lodges that do not recognize one another. Right. Even in the state of, in, in, excuse me, in the state in the state of Connecticut, in, in the country, here, in the United States, yep. there's Grand Lodges that do not speak for fundamental differences of opinion on certain things. One being Prince Hall Masonry. Mm -hmm. It's a hot source of contention because we... State of Connecticut can, can claim ownership that we were the first Grand Lodge to recognize Prince Hall Freemasonry, which is black Freemasonry, right? There are Grand Lodges that still do not recognize it. Yeah, right, a lot down south. A lot down south. down south. And there is zero communication between our Grand Lodges. We don't recognize one another. Based on that simple fact of human decency that they should be recognized. And that's my opinion on that. So for us to 
as Grand Lodges to all get together, be like, all right, guys, throw up our sleeves. How are we getting into here? How are we getting into the Vatican? <laughs> How are we going to infiltrate them? We can't plan a pancake breakfast without, like, infighting. <laughs> just going to say like, that. Do we want to have turkey sausage or pork sausage? Or this lodge got into us. is Buttersworth, <laughs> and I like Aunt Jemima. Like, come on. Me and, a, me and a, another uh, couple of brothers got into a kind of a, I don't know, I almost had a pissing match, but... Uh, we had a disagreement on our Blue Lodge Council dinner. I wanted to do downstairs at Jimmy's because I thought it was nice and everything, and they wanted to do pizza. So we can't even agree on dinners, right. let alone try to infiltrate, infiltrate. The, Va- the Vatican or the Catholic Church. So pff, get yeah, out of here. You get some of them, it takes five meetings just to get rid of the old ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, True story. Yes. And, you know, you have the, the Grand Lodge, uh, uh, the United Grand Lodge of England. Big Grand Lodge, they oversee all of Europe and everything. Our Grand Lodges have zero, zero relationship with that. Mm-hmm. And that's been ever since the freaking Revolutionary War. Uh, we've got our own separate Grand Lodges. We don't even talk to the United Grand Lodge of England. So that, that, that just proves to you that Masonry is not divided. We still see each other as brothers, but we're not united either. We have fundamental differences amongst each other on ourselves. So how the hell are we going to infiltrate the Grand Lodge? Or, excuse me, in the Catholic Church? And we don't care about that. Like, they do their thing, we do ours. It just seems that they, they, they pick at us because we oppose them. We don't really oppose them. It's just a difference of opinion that they take shots at us. We don't take them back. The Masons take the high road. Why the hell are we going to fight with you? That's the point. That's one way to get their names in the paper. <laughs> uh, I had a couple others, and I'm looking for them right now as I go. But uh, we'll. Uh, you guys want to add anything else, or anybody on Facebook wants to uh, to add anything to this? I'm looking for my other video, and I can't seem to find it. Aha! Here we go. Love this guy. This is one that I found. Uh... Whoa! This one is called, Is Freemasonry a Cult? Uh-oh, what I touch? Freemasonry is the best-kept secret spot. in the Christian town. Even Freemasons themselves, the large majority, are ignorant of Freemasonic teachings. So when you're approaching a Mason, when you're approaching the issue of Freemasonry, you're going to be dealing with the problem of ignorance. However, once you're educated, ignorant. the Freemason is faced <laughs> with Christ I've been called worse. <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> so he says, when you're a Freemason, you're faced between Christ or the Lodge. No. Wrong. I, I, it's, I know very devout Catholics that are members of my Lodge that have no issue reconciling the two. There's no, no. you have to make a choice. There's no, right. it's not like our Lodge meetings are Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Two things we do not bring up in Lodge. Politics Religion. Two fundamental things that will get your ass tossed straight down those stairs. Don't bring them up because politics and religion are a major source of contention. We are not a religion whatsoever at all. We don't, we, we base many of our, this headphone, this, this headphone jack is jacked up, jacked up. We do not, we're not a religion. We don't claim to be a religion. We're not telling you to follow our, our, beliefs and if you don't you're a heathen that's that's for religion to do 
we just basically tell you how to be a good person and a better person. So your religion and your belief system, that's all you. That's got nothing to do with Freemasonry. We just show you how to be a better man. Simple we do, however, that. base a lot of our teachings and, and rituals on the, the moral teachings right. and of do, different religions. And where do those... But most... Most okay. come from the Bible. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, but some of those concepts are universal throughout Judaism and Buddhism or whatever uh, other uh, religion you may follow. But there, there are certain moral teachings that we take from the Bible. I mean, right. We all know we've all been in Open Lodge, and I don't think I'm giving anything away, that we read a... a uh, section from the Bible in every meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, we open every degree. We open and close on prayer. Yeah. So, and yeah, right. it's just it's just silliness. Yeah, it's yeah. I can make a lot of comments, but yeah. I'm really <laughs> very very to hard to talk about religion without arguing. It is, and that's yeah. why I'm just and that's why we don't yeah. talk about exactly. it. Exactly. We don't even bring it up in a lodge. But so. it, it's very it's very hypocritical. It's, it, the things that they are they say about Freemasonry. Aren't exactly turning the other cheek or you know, be kind to your neighbor. So they're kind of going against what their own teachings are when they attack Freemasonry and when they don't want us to be involved and they say these things about us. They're, they're going against their own teachings. Right. So take that. Mm-hmm. So I got to do it. Uh-oh. I You're going, Carly? It. No. Oh, okay. Worse. But I'm going to leave it alone. Oh, boy. I know and- that went back to Solomon's Temple, <laughs> just to boil this down simply. When uh, Uncle Alex, okay, we're gonna start it from the top. Hello, Uncle Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Good song, at least. And the judge said, "Son, just one more, one more shot, one more vaccine." And then your child's going to have that convulsion. And that's when they do the devil dance. <laughs> How is he talking about? There goes your mind. There goes your brain cells. Yeah. Another vegetable. Count up another score on the scoreboard for the new world order. Yeah, Who brother. Who do you love? The Ooh, new yeah. world order. All right, briefly, and then I'll go to phone calls. Uh, on the whole Mason thing. Hey, yo. And I've always explained this. It does a massive disservice to just get up on air and say the Masons are the Illuminati and they're devil worshipers and they're going to kill you and they're the ones doing everything. Because about half our founding fathers were Scottish Freemasons. Blue Ah! Scottish Freemasons. None of them were. Scottish Rite Freemasonry, none of them were. That was post-Civil War. That was post-Civil War. Right. No, no, no. Uh, Albert Pike. Right, he was, wasn't he a Civil War general? It came before then, but okay. uh, our but founding fathers themselves okay. were not Scottish Freemasons. In Scottish Blue Lodge, he said that they're Scottish Blue Lodge Freemasons. Wrong. They are two totally separate things. Right. Blue Lodge has nothing, well, not nothing to do with... with uh, Scottish Rite, but Scottish Rite is an appending body, none of which were the founding fathers. Not one. So, that's wrong. Lodge people. And that went back to Solomon's Temple, just to boil this down simply, when knowledge was power. 
just like knowledge is power today, the formula uh, to create diesel, uh, the, the formula to crack I'm on board the with them right now. Uh, the formula, uh, you know, to make Coca-Cola taste so good. Well, it's it's cocaine. That's true. It's the same thing. Uh, how to be. No, it used to be. That's used how Coke. Be. That's how yeah. Coca-Cola got started. It was they had cocaine mixed into it. But then again, you know, you know, other opiates were freely here. Take this. And Back doctors, days. doctors used to prescribe, prescribe cigarettes it. to calm you down. Right. Yeah. Build buildings, geometry. We'll do this one. How we'll to shut it down. construct things? How to create a royal arch? That was Royalers. the most prestigious thing. Rock stars in every culture, going back more than 5,000 years, True. have been the people who were the master builders of the pharaohs and True. the Babylonians and Keops the Chinese, and the Chin, and countless others. That was the real sign. Like, I'm on board with them right now. They like, didn't just yeah. give that science up to anybody. So they had mystery schools that were private colleges put True. out by the priest class, generally affiliated with the royal dynasty. Who also taught agriculture and propaganda and manipulation, and they taught people how to make the public superstitious and tell them the sun wouldn't come back if they didn't give them more power. These and then the priest would say, if the Buga God is mad at you, the sun isn't going to come back because they've been marking down when the eclipse would come. True. So there's a lot of superstition, a lot of occultic. Occultic just means hidden. And that's where True. all of this comes out of. And that's where the Illuminati comes out of, too. But that's just history. And so George Washington was a Mason, but he was a great man. Uh, I'm all, a lot True. of my ancestors have been Masons. You judge a tree by its fruits. Now, that said, uh, one of my great uncles. <laughs> Let me just start by saying, I pause it real quick. It's never the person telling the story. You ever notice that about all these conspiracies? It's never. It's an uncle. It's, it's my great uncle's brother's cousin's father's sister told me that 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 this and this and that happened. Just want to point that out. With zero evidence or proof right. that 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 the relative was even the one who's explaining it to you. He's he's perfect. Does no wrong. Right. It's insane. I told my dad when he was a kid, don't join the Masons. And, and he was a high-level Mason, as high as you could get. They're always as high as you can get. Right? Because so much organized crime uses the Masonic secret system and the good old boy network to organized be able crime. to get away with murder. Good old and boy. I mean murder. murder. Good old boy. And I won't get off into all of it, but Texas was founded by Masons. Most of my ancestors were Masons, and these were good people, uh, you know, who... You know, one of my ancestors, they wanted to be the treasurer of Texas, and he wouldn't do it because he saw it as potentially immoral. David Ayers. But the point is that masonry itself, and George Washington wrote letters at the time about this, and they're on the Library of Congress website. Just type in George Washington letters on Illuminati. There's a bunch of them. How they, through France and the Jacobins, were taking over masonry and were Illuminati, and that they wanted to create hell on earth. And that's what they want. They want... Hell on earth, burning cities, raping everybody, uh, just death to Now he's going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, when the drugs popped in. And that's when, he that's when it went sideways. Made left turn in Albuquerque. Oh, my God. So, you know, I'm bringing this all this up because, uh, you know, I've said it before that a lot of what happens in all these stories is all clickbait. It's everyone trying to get to that. I've looked into it because, again, I'm on YouTube as well. 
it's 4,000 subscribers or 1,000 subscribers with 4,000 hours of play and people just feed off of bullshit. They really will just soak it up and they, they take it for truth and it's terrible. And, you know, when you have somebody like, like that, that's just spewing bull, it hurts the fraternity. And that's why I, I like going after these, these BS videos. You know, to sit there and, and say to me that like I'm I'm a bad person because I'm a Freemason or um, you know, or even any of you guys, you know, both of you would break your back for somebody else if they needed help. You know, you're always talking about going over to your buddy's house and doing things and helping him out. Is it to to to, to get another member of our lodge? No. no. Or, or of our craft? No. You do it because that's what we do. We raise money for the the high school last weekend. Did we do it to um? Did we do it to get high schoolers to join us? No, we didn't even bring petitions. We did it because we wanted to. It's just a shame that you know, in this whole wrapped up thing about religion, where it's uh, oh, you know, you're not getting into heaven if you're a Freemason and everything. Eh. Well, it's a chance we got to take. At least I'll be with all my friends. You're not getting into heaven as a Freemason, yet do you know that the Catholic Church itself has killed more people in history than any other organization on the entire planet? You have the Inquisitions in the Middle Ages. and like, Well, plus look at all the scandals that they've had. And the scandals. Especially and here so, in the Northeast. It's, and that's, it's, a, that's only the ones that you've heard of. You can, right. And you, so you, you can't sit here and say that I'm dirty when you've got dirt on your hands. You know, so... Uh, and I, I, I truly think that that both Freemasonry and any religion can learn a lot from one another. We have our lessons. They have theirs. There's nothing wrong with coinciding the two of them. So, I don't know. Anybody got any thoughts on this if you're live watching? Uh, Joseph Schultz said, uh, being Catholic and a Freemason, it's hard to hear that. I'm pretty sure the Schultz brothers are not going to heaven. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like, oh. they, they've got at least 15 in purgatory before they figure out where they're going uh. love you brother <laughs> but I just gotta you gotta go to back. time out first yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna spend some time in, in purgatory yeah I'll see yeah. you there <laughs> I have a feeling that there's gonna be some sort of a video with uh <laughs> Oh, not video, excuse me, an artiste, our podcast artiste. Oh, we have to get you one, by the way. They think they might be up there. It's uh, the Puppet George bumper, bumper stickers. Oh, yeah. All of our guests. All of our guests. We have got some great parting gifts for you. Yes. But uh, I, I feel like uh, there's going to be a video of a bus with a bunch of people on it. Going to a meeting in purgatory. <laughs> with uh, Greg Schultz driving the bus. <laughs> He actually signed off. Uh, he said he had to go. I think he said, uh, I'll catch the rest of this later. Worship brother, Joe Zanito, thank you for saving the night with your hotspot. <laughs> Maybe the lodge can upgrade from dial <laughs> high-speed files. We actually don't have any internet up here because... Uh, I didn't save it. I banned for it. Cin cinnamon clandestiny saved it. Oh, my God. We're starting this shit again, the cinnamon clandestiny stuff. He said he's a that's, stripper. That's a stripper my professional name. This is a stripper. Cinnamon clandestiny. 
Now taking this. Down. All right. What's our runtime? What do you say we shut this down? All right. All right. Maybe we'll do an interview afterward. If, Before if, it gets a little crazy. For, <laughs> maybe we'll do an interview. Yeah, you think you can pull off an interview or is uh, you don't got uh, anything to I don't prepared. have any material. All right. And he's now my district deputy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not screwing around with that. That's right. Yes. Uh, Joe's now a member of Morning When stars. he was yours, uh, <laughs> now that he's mine. Uh, yep. All right, everyone. We're going to shut this down. Uh, we're going to be uh, next episode... I think we're going to have Worship Brother Ken uh, here on Sunday. You're going to be able to make it? Come play uh, with us? Probably not. Maybe. Okay. Probably not, though. All right. No worries. We're going to be covering the P2 Lodge. Is Dan going to be here for that? <laughs> <laughs> like Dan, Dan, I feel like Dan should be here for that. You know what the P2 Lodge is? No. It's the lodge in Italy that the, they found the dude hanging underneath the bridge. He said he was going to give the secrets of Freemasonry. He found bricks in his pocket hanging from the bridge. <laughs> It's in Italy, so this so Dan. Dan, I feel like Dan has to be here for this. Ah, mi scusi. Ah, mi scusi. Seen that movie? Tell me you've seen it. Euro trip. Yes, I have. Oh it's been a long God. time, but yeah. have you seen it, Mike? No. Oh, watch it. It'll all make sense. Where's Dan? We haven't seen Dan in a little while. Oh, I don't even know. Dan, please come back, Dan. He's in his basement right now. Just, just. Baby, come back. Practicing his, getting electrocuted. His, 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 <laughs> he's building up a tolerance to the shock collar so he can come in and win the yeah. All right. So everybody had a grandmother who had the one-piece jammy thing, which is, the, you know what I'm talking about, with all the flowers on it, right? The frizz around the neck. It was Wait, like man, a, I have one of those. The, the, you do? Yeah, I believe yeah. it. Never seen it. Never seen You never had a grandmother? No. Which? Uh, Adams. No. Scottish? English? What is it? English, Irish, and Welsh, I do believe. Oh, oh, so you didn't have any Italian in your... In your no. Oh, okay. No. I had the grandmother with the with the, the, the one-piece jammy thing that came down to here and yeah. out of the fringe. You know what I'm talking about. I know about, exactly right? what we you're were, talking about. We were allowed to sit Usually, like, little roses. Or... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you could sit in furniture. No. <laughs> well, if it had plastic. If it had plastic, they were good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I could just see Dan in the basement wearing that. Just oh, one, God. One, wait, wait, wait. Just one arm and a... Pot of spaghetti, stirring the sauce. No. <laughs> Curlers in his hair. Curlers. <laughs> you come here. You try my meatballs. You hungry? Sit down. I you make you some. Down. I make you some food. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so pissed when he hears this. <laughs> you know what? Then he should show up. He should show he up. He should show up. Gotta show up to defend yourself. Uh, his uh, his his uh, his lady was uh, ragging on him pretty hard that one podcast. Oh yeah. Like, I think that's the last time he came. Couldn't grow facial hair. That's yeah. why he didn't come back anymore. She was fucking, <laughs> she was tagging him. It was funny. All right, brothers. Let's shut it down. Right, Worshipful Mike. Thank you very much for coming up here and hanging out with yeah, us hooligans. Uh, I'd like you to come up here again. Come up here. I'll definitely be back. Yeah, because we, uh, it gets unruly sometimes. We're, we're, well, we're really very well behaved. I think it's because. Most of the time. Most of the time, we're very behaved. Oh, you were very polite for Marty. Yes, yeah. we were. Yes, we were very polite. Oh, <laughs> you got to know your audience. Just Mike, it's just Mike. You got to know your audience. <laughs> uh, yeah, on top of that, you're also now a member of the 3rd District, so... Uh, right, so now... Yeah, you're behaving. You're behaving. I will respect his authority. <laughs> respect my authority. All right, so uh, for the Freemasons Podcast, I am Right Worshipful Brother George Marjorie signing off. Worshipful Brother Joe signing off. Right Worshipful Brother Mike signing off. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>